Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Influence. This year, the Singapore Writers Festival honors Rex Shelley as literary pioneer for 2019. Best known for his novel centered and told through the perspective of Eurasians in Singapore, Malaysia, even Perth. As an engineer by training, he was a member of the Public Service Commission for over 30 years. Mr. Shelley, though, started writing at the late age of 61. His first novel, a sprawling 478-page sweeping novel, The Shrimp People, uh, took us to the colonial Singapore, Malaya, even the Eurasian enclave over in Australia, Perth. That book won several awards. It took the National Book Development Council of Singapore's top prize in 1992. His next three novels, also well-received, they went on to win numerous other book awards. He was honoured at the Singapore Southeast Asia Write Award in 2000. 2007, the precursor to the Literary Prize. He remains the only Eurasian to have won the honour. Today, time to get to know Rex Shelley through the eyes of his children, Michael, Linda and Martine Shelley. So it's a rare reunion for all three of you to be in the same place, yeah? Yeah. Yes, it is. It's great. Thanks for having us. Hey, good morning and welcome. I wonder if we could start with each one of you maybe sharing a piece of his writing or work that has meant something to you and tell us why. Mike, you want to kick us off? Sure. Dad used to write about the Eurasians in particular from his four novels, and I actually benefited from that because I learnt a lot more about Eurasians from his first book, which was The Shrimp People, which went off to win a few awards as well. So basically I got more insight into the Eurasian culture myself. Really? That's really interesting. Anybody else want to weigh in on what mattered to them? Learning more about the Eurasian community and also the historical background. That was really helpful to putting things in context. So that particular book stood out for you, was it? The Shrimp People? Yeah. And what about you? For me, I thought The People of the Pear Tree was very interesting because it uh, described the camp that the Eurasians were sent to in Malaysia and how they had to construct their own village and how they had that sense of community that kept their morale up. And the interesting part of the communism and the uprising that was happening in the jungles of Malaya and how they were interacting, I found that really fascinating. So what was it like growing up, son and daughters of a literary partner? It was a house overflowing with books and were you talking about, you know, great writing all the time? Yeah, well, there was a lot of books. There was always <laughs> books. I mean, he loved to read and there was always great books for us just to pull out of the bookshelf. Mm and read, but he wasn't actively writing novels that we knew about Uh when we were kids, but he was always used to tell us stories at night when we were small, invent stories, and then there was the next night there would be the continuation. So he had his own private children's bedtime serials (laughs) going on for us. (laughs) That's great. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and he would give us books for presents. Ah. Yeah, and he would take us to the book festivals, and we were allowed to choose one book, you know, so you'd spend the whole time like, which is the one special book that I'm going to get, you know. So. so he's known for writing that was realistic, that really painted a vivid picture of a community. He had a year for dialogue as well. Some say he had a lot to say about race, racial relations, and that he was quite crude with his writing. I wonder, you know, did mom ever say, no, you absolutely cannot read this one? You can't read this book. Or was it all fair game for y'all? There was absolutely no censorship at home. It was, yeah, have a go at dad's books. 
it was all fair game. He could read any of his books anytime he wanted. <laughs> and that was Dad's free spirit. He wanted that. He wanted people to just relax, pick up a book. And uh, I think that's what one of his ambitions in life and objectives was just to spread the books, spread the knowledge in the books, yeah, yeah. and the feeling, yes, of course. Actually, his books didn't come out until we all had left home. We were ah, all adults. Okay. So we didn't even know he was a writer. Really? And suddenly it's like, wow, wow, you've got this big book here. <laughs> Yeah, and when I read it, The Shrimp People, I was shocked. <laughs> really? I was like, oh my gosh, Dad, you know these things. <laughs> what, what took you back a little bit? You know, about the sexual parts and the language yes. and, you know, those things. Oh, two girls kissing. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes. Okay, so you're encountering this as adults. I wonder, do you know if Dad had any unpublished manuscripts lying around the house? Well, he did say he wrote about himself, his autobiographical thing, yeah. but he said you should never publish that. Your first thing is so much about yourself, but don't publish that because that's not for public to so, see. So was that ever published? I don't know no, if it exists. No, it's never published. No, he, yeah, he's always said you never publish your first work. That was his Yes, his, his rationale behind that was that he felt that you put too much of yourself into your first writing. So that's his reason for not getting that published. So he got it all out. He bled it all out, so to speak, mm. in that work. I, I think there was a Japanese name to that, Takashi. I'll have to look that up. His autobiographical content novel. He described it as bleeding out all the ego mm. uh, with a, a character called Takahashi because yes. he said he was influenced by the Japanese novels that he was reading at the time. So... Mm. Interesting to know that you, you don't know if it's been published. No, it hasn't been published. It hasn't been published, absolutely not. Where is it? That's the maybe question. Dest <laughs> maybe destroyed. Probably destroyed, as my guess. Oh, really? We don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Do any of you feel like you have to carry on the baton, so to speak, as a writer? Well, I kind of do in a sense well I enjoy writing in the first place and I tell us what you do for a living maybe well, set some context oh, okay for us. so I live in the US and I'm English retired professor <laughs> semi-retired so right now I'm just practicing writing you know just enjoying sort of almost like a meditative practice of writing but I've also um, received tons of letters because I live overseas. So I have 30 years of letters, and he wrote a lot. So I have all these letters that I've been reading, getting ready for the Writers' Conference. So it's kind of sparking a lot of ideas, and he's also written a lot about this, the Shelley family history. Right. And so there's a lot of information there. There's a lot of fodder for you, Martin. Yeah, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yes, but there also was a little note that he was... <laughs> Handing, he had put a few notes together about family history, etc. And he said if he doesn't get to finish this before he goes, uh, he's handing it over to Martin. Ah. <laughs> the pressure's on, Martin. <laughs> uh, but I might do it my way. <laughs> that would be interesting. As a writer, how do you see yourself as, uh, you know, differentiating yourself from your dad? Martin. Well, he loved people. You know, he loved talking and socializing, and his books are so much about conversations yes. and things like that. Yeah. I think I'm more internal. Like, my, I'm a psychology person, so my own internal process and all that. So I think that's what I'd like to express mm. together with historical and with uh, family stuff. So. so I'm curious, Mike, Linda, did Dad ever talk about why he suddenly took up the pen at age 61, Rick Shelley? I don't think it was sudden. I think there was a lot 
going on and because he did a lot of translation like he started with was it culture shock was it culture mm-hmm. shock yeah. yeah and he wrote on japan and he wrote book for mitsubishi corporation words mean business they commissioned him to write a book for businessmen to relate to japanese culture mm. i think it was written originally for westerners to relate to japanese culture but in the end the japanese used it for the japanese to understand how the westerners see japan so it's sort of <laughs> so he was always interested in writing so it wasn't sudden but it just changed i guess from being more sort of factual cultural to becoming more imaginative using the history yeah and a vehicle for his own expression yeah and what he thought was important to say through the eyes of the Eurasian community because it's not just his books never just spoke to the Eurasian community mm. it, it spoke of commonalities he yeah. said yeah. Uh, about Singapore and Malaya and it, you know it wasn't insular Mm-hmm. It had a lot to say, and I think that is testament to its staying power. That's one of the reasons why it's been so loved for so long. So yeah. what is your, your reaction You know, when you hear your father, Rex Shelley, is being honoured as literary pioneer at the Singapore Writers' Festival? Initial thoughts? We were very honoured that um, Dad was chosen for that particular event. And my, both of my sisters came down from all over the world for the event, and we, we were pleasantly surprised. Everything was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. There was great big videos of him on, on the wall, and uh, of our life and it was rather overpowering at first but it's a really fun time we had mm. really great yeah. it's quite overwhelming seeing our family yes. and he, our dad because he's gone now for 10 years to see him projected on the screen and quite emotional you yeah. know bringing him alive and hearing his voice yes yeah. yes there is an it installation was. of his life i believe that runs till november 10th so there's four That's more right. days yeah. for members of the public to experience rex shelley it's a great installation over at the arts beautiful. house beautiful very, yeah. very emotional for me as well i've been and you know the last few months leading up to this i've been rereading a lot of his old letters and deciding, you know, what's appropriate to send and sending a lot and old photographs. And really, in a way, for me, it's almost like recreating a new relationship with him because I'm seeing it as a, you know, 50-something-year-old person as opposed to letters he sent me you know, in, in the 90s, you know, and I, I didn't read it as deeply then. Yes. It was like, I saw him like this, so now it's like... So it's been so valuable and, and deep for me. And then being in that space when all of this came together and, you know, I came just for this uh, event and then being with my sibs over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like as if uh, Dad has never left us. It still remains in our hearts and that's a wonderful feeling. Beautifully said. Okay, for each of you, what is the key trait about Dad that really has stayed with you all this time? Something maybe you want to pass on and hope to be part of your own personal legacy as well. Linda, you want to kick us mm, off? Well, I guess, well, his passion and his discipline, really. You know, if he's put sets his mind to something, he puts everything into it mm. and carries it through with su- such a deep sense of himself. Like yeah. that. Mike? Well, like Linda said, he does everything 100%. In school, he got 500 over 500 for his mathematics. <laughs> so I can't match him, but I try my best. Martin, <laughs> I think his curiosity about people and creativity, I mean, yes. So 
just interest in life in people, just really a deep interest and curiosity. Well, thank you all. This has been such a great show, a unique way to understand author Rex Shelley through the eyes of his children, Michael Linda and Martine Shelley. Thank you for being here on Influence. You're welcome. Thank, thank you. you what a pleasure. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.